I remember my husband and I getting together and saying, what are we going to do about school? There's no way that I could take care of this really hard special needs child. So we made the decision after tons of prayer that we were going to bring all the children home. But I honestly, Zan, I didn't think it was possible. And this was back in 06. And I remember sitting down and talking to her and saying, this is my situation. What do I do? And she kind of showed me that it was possible for me to to maybe do this homeschooling thing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Zan Tyler podcast, where our goal is to help you thrive in your homeschool journey. Before we begin today's episode, I just want to remind you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen or watch, including YouTube, and leave us a good review if this podcast has encouraged you. Leaving a review also helps other homeschool parents find our podcast. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Today, I have the privilege of talking with a dear friend of mine, Cassandra DeLeon. She and her husband have been married for 25 years. Cassandra received her degree in nursing and is now a pastor's wife, but most importantly, she's the mother of 10 homeschool children. She has graduated seven of her 10 who are either in university, Bible college, or graduate school and continues to homeschool the younger three. I love Cassandra's heart and story. She never had an epiphany about homeschooling. Rather, she said she felt like Daniel in the Old Testament. She was thrown into the lion's den and homeschooling became their family lifeline. Her desire is to teach and to train her children's minds and hearts. I've learned so much from Cassandra and can't wait for you to get to know her too. When my family started our homeschooling journey, there were so many decisions to make. But one of our best decisions was choosing to use BJU Press Homeschool. I've never seen my kids so excited to get textbooks before. I'm amazed by how interesting and interactive the lessons are. My kids actually look forward to them. We use the online video lessons for all our courses, but I know some families choose to teach from the textbooks. What I love is that I can trust BJU Press to uphold our values. The Bible and biblical principles are woven throughout each subject. I'll admit, I was a bit nervous when I started homeschooling, but I've found a wonderful online community of other BJU Press homeschool families and consultants. The Homeschool Hub also makes my job easier. I can set up our schedules and rearrange them with just a few clicks. On the dashboard, I can see each of my kids' progress and the assignments page shows me quickly what's ready for me to check or grade. I'm glad my son's biology assignments are automatically graded. BJU Press Homeschool has given us the tools and confidence to homeschool our children. For more information, do what I did and visit the BJU Press Homeschool website or talk with your local HomeWorks consultant. So Cassandra, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Well, it's good to be with you, Zan. I appreciate you asking me. It's going to be a privilege talking to you. So the last time we were together, you shared a Bible verse with me. It was so meaningful at the time, and it was a verse about rescue. He, he God delights in us and rescues us. Do you remember what that verse is? Nothing like putting you on the spot right at the beginning of the the podcast. Well, it's a verse that has been resonating with me just the last week, and it's from Psalms chapter 18, and David is running from Saul, and he is being persecuted by Saul, and at the end, the Lord delivers him. And so Psalms 18 is this whole section of how God, he says that God is his rock, his refuge, his high tower, 
And then you get to verse 18, but it says, but because the Lord rescued him, or the reason the Lord rescued him is because God delighted in him. There's something about the fact that God loves me. He delights in me. Like, I don't have to have this whole checklist to be this perfect mom and this perfect pastor's wife and this perfect friend to have God love me or to rescue me or to want me. (laughs) Anyway, that was a super blessing to me because, you know, he delights in me. You shared that with me right before I was getting ready to speak. And for some reason, it just spoke to my heart. And I have been, I've been meditating on that verse all week. And so, so this is just one <laughs> of the many reasons, <laughs> this is just one of the many reasons I love you. So tell us a little bit about your family, you know, when you got married and um, just your kids. Well, we got married actually 30 years ago. Oh, um, 30. Okay. 30 years ago, and I met my husband in Bible college. He was a senior and I was a freshman. Um, and he was going into pastoral ministry and I was going into nursing. And the Lord just orchestrated us together. Um, we got married and the Lord moved us to a ministry in Milwaukee. And we served there as a young couple for about five years. And we had three children there. Um, well, actually, I had four children there. and I was pregnant with number five when the Lord moved us to New Concord, Ohio, which is where we ministered for 20 years. And that's where we actually started to homeschool. Over the years, the Lord now in the last 30 years has given us 10 children. Um, and so, you know, it's, it was a busy life in those days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very busy life. In the, yes. So tell us the story of how you got into homeschooling because I feel like, you know, I, I never wanted to homeschool. I never intended to homeschool. And the Lord put circumstances in my life with one of my kids that I just really felt like backed me into a corner. So we have a lot of COVID moms today, a lot of people because of things going on in our culture that never thought they would homeschool. And they find themselves feeling unprepared, but in this position of homeschooling all of a sudden. So tell us a little bit about how you got into homeschooling. Um, I think it will really encourage moms that are listening today. You know, a little bit of my background, I grew up in Christian education. So, you know, I believe really strongly in Christian education, biblical worldview, because I grew up in it. My daddy was an assistant pastor at a church in Indiana. He was the headmaster of the Christian school. Um, so I went and had an excellent Christian education from kindergarten to 12th grade. In fact, daddy was the Indiana Association of Christian Schools director of the state. So I understood the importance of Christian education from a biblical worldview. But when we moved to Ohio, when we had four children, we had to figure out where we're going to put our oldest in kindergarten. And so I sent them to a Christian school. Well, four years later, we ended up enrolling all the children that I had, and that would have been kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and a fourth grade. So that was what my plan was. Um, but sometimes, Zan, you think you're going this one direction, and the Lord just throws you for a loop, and what you never really thought that God was going to make you do, you ended up doing. And in my mind, I, homeschooling was not even a thought. I was a Christian schoolgirl. But when we first moved to Ohio, my little girl had just started kindergarten, so she was number two. So that would have been, I had a first grader who was older than her, and then I had a kindergartner, which would have been Autumn. 
And then I had uh, two other children under her and then a baby. So when she first started kindergarten, um, she started the symptoms and she was super sick, abdominal pain. She had diarrhea. She had blood in her stools. And I'm thinking, she's five. What's wrong with her? So our pediatrician sent us to Children's Hospital in Columbus. And then she had a colonoscopy and it showed that in her entire large intestine was ulcerated. I mean, just from top to bottom was one big ulcer. And so every six months she would be struggling. She'd be in and out of the hospital. And that was three whole years. I had all these babies and my husband's pastoring and I'm juggling driving my children to school 25 minutes away because I wanted them to have a Christian education. It was, I was a passion for me. And it was hard to see her suffer. And then um, finally, in December of 2005, she was admitted to the hospital at a Christmas Eve. It was an emergency situation. I mean, she was on her deathbed. So in uh, March of 06, we had to make a decision for her, and that was to have her entire large intestine removed. And then they also created what they call a J-pouch. And mm-hmm. so it's, it was a, it was a seven hour reconstruction surgery at the age of nine. And of course this is Oh six. This is in the fall. They're in a Christian school. And you know, I have at this moment, I have eight children from 19 months. Well, at that time, you know, a year old all the way mm-hmm. to 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And so that summer, her needs increased. She had that surgery. She had emergency surgery. We were in and out of the hospital. And fall was coming of school of 2006. And I I remember my husband and I getting together and saying, what are we going to do about school? There's no way that I could take care of this really hard special needs child. And she had, it, um, she had an ostomy. She had a bag, nine years old. I'm trying to, like, keep this bag and clean and everything. So we made the decision after tons of prayer that we were going to bring all the children home because we thought about, oh, let's just homeschool one, you know, and then we thought, how am I going to do that? But I honestly, Zan, I didn't think it was possible because I didn't see, I could not visualize how I was going to homeschool eight kids at home and then homeschool all these little ones with these babies. I, I just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it seems pretty impossible on the outside looking in, especially if you never homeschooled. Well, and I couldn't, I didn't know any homeschoolers. Like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't in that community. I hadn't gone and got this epiphany that God is calling me to this. I'm throwing myself into this. And I remember calling my dad and said, dad, what, what do I do? You know, I've heard of some different kind of curriculums and I just I didn't know what to do. And he led me to a company, Preset Marketing actually has a Christian school side. And there was a guy who was his friend there. And he said, you know, I think they do homeschool. <laughs> and so he sent me to the the homeschool Preset Marketing, which is Homeworks by Preset. There was a lady there. And this was back in 06. And I remember sitting down and talking to her and saying, this is my situation. What do I do? And she kind of showed me that it was possible for me to to maybe do this homeschooling thing. So, you know, with a lot of prayer, we decided to bring all the children home and start to homeschool that year. It was a faith decision. <laughs> and I tell you what, Zan, I was terrified September when we started school. I know you. You had never had a television in your home. 
And so all of a sudden your husband goes out and buys <laughs> yeah. six little televisions with uh, yeah. DVD players. So what, so tell me about that. Well, the funny thing about that is, is we lived in a rural community, like super small, 2000 people. Everybody knows everybody about everybody's business. All right. And we have this little rural church. And so everybody knew that we didn't have a television because that's just weird. Right. But we didn't yeah. do it because we did. We just didn't want we didn't think we needed all that junk. And our, we had so many kids, it'd be easy to babysit all that. And of course, yeah, this is that's before right. Internet. This is before cell phones, all this stuff. So anyway, the local Walmart, which is the closest place that you can go to buy anything or anything at all, was 30 minutes away. So my husband goes to Walmart and he's like, okay, this is back in the day. We needed a TV for a video and then we needed a DVD player. So we thought we'd get all at one. He walks into Walmart, never buying TVs before. And he walks out, I think it was six TVs. And you know how you have them all stacked up, you know, on a, on a wheelie. <laughs> yeah. And we run into somebody from our church. So we're like, pastor. <laughs> What? <laughs> like, I'm taking these to my house because we're going to homeschool. <laughs> yes, it's like, you know. <laughs> okay. So now tell us what the televisions had to do and the monitors had to do with your decision to homeschool. Well, in those early days, you know, I, like I said, I didn't know what I was going to do. And so the curriculum that we chose had video lessons. And at that time, I needed something that I ordered everything I needed. It all showed up. It told me what to do, and then I could have video lessons for each of the kids. And so right. that's what we chose to do because it was the only way I could visualize how I could do this thing the first year. And take year. care of a chronically ill child. I had a chronically ill child, and you yeah. have to remember, I had a 19-month-old, and then three months later, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then this is another thing that I had not mentioned to you, but, you know, 06 was a really difficult year. It wasn't just our home and our chronically ear child, but in that same year, in the fall, my husband had to stop being fully supported and had to go find a secular job and be bivocational. And that was, I mean, that was just another hard thing. All right. So you use, so the curriculum you ended up using was the BJU Press homeschool curriculum. And they had, they had videos that you can use. And BJU Press is the sponsor of the podcast. And uh, they were the second curriculum I was ever exposed to as a homeschool mom back in um, the, the mid to early 80s. And it was, uh, was a real lifesaver for me at that point in time. There were no videos then, but just having um, somebody who would even sell to me as a homeschool mom was a huge thing. So you start using the videos and how did your first year of homeschooling go? You know, I will have to say the you know, I had set everything up. And so I, back in that day, I, I ran it like school because that's the only thing I knew. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we all ate breakfast and we all went down to school and I did the whole prayer thing and I did the whole, you know, pledge thing. I mean, I'm just telling you, Zan, I'm being honest with right, you. That was right, what I did. Yeah. Yeah. That lasted that lasted about a month. Okay. Okay. So I have to tell you about a good friend of mine who was a homeschool leader for many, many years in Oregon. She said that the first few months they homeschooled, she would fix lunches for her kids. 
and um, give them to them. And they would go out the back door and around the, to the front door, ring the doorbell and say, good morning, Mrs. Carmen. And they would come in and have school. So we were all, you know, we were kind of all feeling our way during our early years of homeschooling. I mean, I didn't know, you know, I'm just like, I'm trying to make this, I want to do it right because I was afraid that my whole, I mean, I think a lot of homeschooling moms feel like this, that the, everything, their whole future of their children is on their shoulders and they don't do That's it right. right. They're going to ruin That's them. That's the hardest part of homeschooling. The buck stops here, you know, and you know that you feel that every day. It's true. But one of the things I learned at the end of the year was that. All I had to do was have them do one page a day That's it. for each subject. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the next day they do it again. So if they have three or four subjects, they're right. They're reading the page. We're talking about it. They're doing the next page and they learn that. And then the next day they learn the next thing until the end of the year, they learned all this stuff. And I, I was so concerned about the big picture. But when you actually started just taking off little bits, and now I look back and I th I can't believe that I have people who are graduated that are normal adults, <laughs> <laughs> and they love Jesus, you know, and that's mm -hmm. that's your biggest goal, right? Not just that's being right. educated, but that they love that's Jesus. Right. That's right. So I want to talk for a little bit as you got into homeschooling. Um, one of the complaints we hear about BJU Press Homeschool is that people often refer to it as a curriculum in a box. And, you know, I always laugh and say, well, didn't your curriculum come in boxes? <laughs> I mean, you know, all curriculum comes usually, unless it's all online, comes in a box to your front door. But you were able to take this curriculum that is a graded curriculum and still get your kids together and teach them science as a group and teach them history as a group. So how did you do that? Well, the first year, like I said, I did it just like, like I was supposed to, right? Whatever that means. <laughs> but the right. second year, I thought there's got to be a good way for me to be able to interact with all the children and be able to teach multiple sections at one time. And so, you know, I had the old, my oldest son, but then the next three girls were all year apart. And so they were third, fourth, and fifth grade. So I decided to share subjects that were easily shared, like Bible, history, science, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they kept they mm -hmm. kept they kept their own math. So what I did is I would have them do one subject together. I remember that second year I taught them history, and I so see it would be it would have been second, third, and fourth grade, I guess. So I taught the fourth grade history for the second and third grader and the fourth grader. My philosophy was, is I'm going to bring this, I'm going to teach to the fourth grader and let the other two get it. But when it comes to the homework assignment, I would assign the fourth grade material to the fourth grader, but then I would dumb it down for the third grader and dumb it down for the second grader. And then I just bit, I just got three things done at once. Right. Three mm -hmm, subjects, mm -hmm. all, three kids at one right, time. Right. And you can do that. You can do that with the videos if you want to. Now, I at the second year, I taught it myself. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But but then life got busy again. And so then the next year, you know, I thought, OK, well, let's just have them all watch the fifth grade video 
and then I'll modify the work, you know? And so I got a three right. workbooks. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of did that. The thing about a box curriculum, I think people would say, what I like is I get everything. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't have to figure it out. And then what I do is I say, okay, this child learns this way. So we're going to do an audiobook with this kid, right? This kid learns this way. So I need to teach this child, but I have everything in case I don't teach this child because there are days <laughs> that I just can't do it. <laughs> right, right, right. And you have your video substitute teacher there. So Cassandra, after you finished your first year, and I think we would all say that was an experimental year to see how things worked. What were the things that surprised you and led you to continue homeschooling? By the end of the year, we had fallen in love with homeschooling, me particularly, because I got to have all my children home all day. It also brought my stress level. I don't think we talked about this, but my stress level went from getting the kids up and out of the house and first gone for seven hours and then bringing them back. And then, I mean, you only get them for a couple hours at night and then you have the homework. When and they're tired, everything. that's right. Yeah, And I'm exhausted yeah. and, and I have all these kids. Homeschooling brought my stress level all the way down. You think that, oh, how would it do that? But I didn't you would have... expect it to be the opposite. Yes, but I didn't have any nightlife. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't have homework. We did everything as it with, you know, you, you did the class with the child and you did the work with the child and that was it, you know. Now, as the children get older, they do that. You know, they have more. Right, things. right. But at the end of the year, not only did I fall in love with homeschooling, but I also realized that I had some needs in my older children. When I say older, I mean, we're talking fourth grade and sixth grade and third grade, right? Mm -hmm. That had some character issues that I didn't know they had. And how would I know that? Because I wasn't with them. Right. Particularly my oldest. He was a strong-willed child from birth. I mean, when we first had him, I didn't know what was wrong with them because I would say something that were no to him and he'd fall on the floor and just scream his head off. And I thought he was possessed. And I'd call my mom and say, what's wrong with this child? And she's like, Cassandra, he's just a sinner. <laughs> but he was the only kid I had be that strong willed. But now he's right, sick gray. Right. And when I brought him home, if you were to interview him, his name is Joshua. If you were to interview him, he you would say that he would tell you that that year changed his life because he had been taught a certain way at school, and that is to memorize everything. He didn't really have to think; he could just had to memorize. And at the end of that year, I realized that he was struggling because he would fight me, literally, by you know I can't do this, I don't want to do this because the curriculum was asking him why questions. Not just what color is the apple, but why is the apple red? And he's like, it's not in the book. And I remember him not wanting to do his work because he had to really think. And it brought forward to me that this child had some real struggles. And I, I remember that first month of homeschooling, I, we fought each other, not like fought each other, but more like, you need to do this work. I can't. It's too hard. And um, so at the end of the year, my husband and I realized that this was actually going to be a teaching, discipling, loving on our children, pouring Jesus into their life, not just by our education, but teaching them that, well, like we talked about at the beginning, that God delights in us and he loves us and he wants you to do what's right. 
And you know, it's funny, I'll tell you a funny story. In the reading curriculum, he was supposed to do a um, writing assignment for a short story. But again, you know, that makes you want to think. And he had never had to do that. And I said, you, you have to do this. I'm in charge. Uh, my will is stronger than your will, and you're going to do this. And, you know, he had a strong will, so he decided to do, he was going to do it. And he was going to be stubborn about it. And he started writing and writing and writing, and he got page after page after page. And at the end of this whole thing, he ended up with a book. He's 11. So my husband took the book, and they edited it together, and it was a whole mystery. It's called The Mystery of the Missing Ruby, and my husband oh, made it. That's a amazing. I know, and he published it, self-published it when he was 11 years old. My husband helped him edit it, so now Joshua has a book. You know, you can buy it on Amazon if you want, but <laughs> I say that to say that you don't have any idea what's in your child. I had no idea that he could write, you know. And, and he it, probably it, didn't either. No. And he was so encouraged at the end of the year that he had this book, he had mystery book that he had written. And it had chapters in it. Like, I don't know, it was like six chapters. It's a real book, you know. At the end of the year, I realized and my husband realized that this is a calling for us. And I'm not going to go back. Thanks for being with us today for part one of this two-part series. Be sure to tune in for part two next week as we continue this discussion on homeschooling when you face trials and hardship. You can reach Cassandra at cassandra.homeworks at gmail.com or on Facebook. If you need a consultant for an excellent curriculum based on biblical worldview, visit homeschoolhelp.com forward slash map and find a consultant in your area. And as always, you can find me at zantyler.com. Thank you so much for being with us today. May God continue to bless you and your family. Until next time, bye.